We are live, guys. Welcome to This Week on Stadia. This is episode 7. It is December, finally. How are you doing, Chase? Trying to live my best life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> It's been it's been a rocky couple of uh, couple of weeks for me. I've had I had a friend come in town, so I had a friend come in from the UK, um, and I'm, I'm towards the end of the podcast. We can talk about his experience with Stadia because his reaction to it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, uh, had a little bit of a YouTube um, <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, YouTube mayhem and YouTube hiatus. So uh, we don't have to talk about that here, but basically just taking a a step away from YouTube until this whole COPA situation gets sorted out on YouTube and the FTC's end. And then we'll see where things go from there. Right. Uh, guys. Um, so everyone listening to this podcast on anchor, first of all, you guys are all, all awesome. Uh, I was checking the numbers for anchor. It's been crazy. Like the number of people listening to this podcast on other platforms. So if you're listening on anchor later, you or Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you can always join us on Sundays at 8 p.m. Today is a very special edition. We're recording this podcast on this Monday, but we will see if uh, maybe it's something we we will do from now on. We will see how that works, but usually this podcast is recorded every Sunday at 8 p.m. You can find all the episodes later on anchor.fm backslash choose. Or uh, here on my channel as well, and on Chase's channels as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> you guys can always find me as well at twitter.com uh, backslash player one And Chase is still on Twitter, right? Yep, twitter.com backslash phantomufcfan. Alright guys, so today, or tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about... The December games, and when I'm talking about December games, I'm not only meaning the pro games that we got with Stadia this month. Uh, we also have a launch title, first coming, well actually it's the first title that will be first on Stadia and PC, then on other platforms, and later down the month we are also expecting a few other titles to, to come. But uh, let's start with the pro games. Um, we got to find out earlier the last week that the pro games were going to be Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition, and Farm Simulator, the Platinum Edition. Why am I laughing about this Platinum Edition thing, Chase? I know. <laughs> What 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 did what did Google do that they've been they've been notorious at? They tell you one thing and uh, give you something else. Um, you know, uh, they they started off with the the regular edition of the game and then actually uh, gave us the platinum edition um, after some some pretty. Um, I'm going to try to use the proper uh, nice term. Uh, the community was quite upset <laughs> about um, the fact that that had not been what was you know, provided based off of some of the screen grabs when they announced the December games. So, you know, I will say this, kudos to Google. Um, right, and I, I right. kind of mentioned this in the past, they are starting to finally get their legs underneath of them when it comes to communicating things. And they did a much better job in this situation of jumping in, um, getting ahead of the, the curve in regards to this situation and really I think delivering, and when I say delivering, immediately saying, look, our bad, we're putting the correct game up, go claim it. Um, and that's exactly what you should do. That's that's customer service 101. Yeah, no, uh, I want to add to that as well because uh, there was this, this confusion where they first announced, uh, the tweet when they announced the list of games for December, there was this picture of the Farm Simulator being the the Platinum Edition, and when it was, uh, was yes, was Sunday, yesterday, at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, when the games became available, we found out that it wasn't there, the Platinum Edition, and people were, okay, guys, you tweeted a picture of the Platinum Edition, where's the Platinum Edition? 
and Google, okay, we messed up somewhere, and the customer support acted fast, at least on this case, and we got it. But before that as well, when they announced the games, Stadia has been around for, what, two weeks, I guess? Two weeks and a bit. Mm-hmm. And when they announced it, First, there was the 12 games, then it pushed it to 22 games, being these games uh, Farm Simulator as well there. And there were people who bought these games, right? Like, uh, especially Tomb Raider, that was in the, the pro deals. So, the Tomb Raider was in pro deals, the Farm Simulator was in the full price. And there were people who bought this game to one week after you buy the game, Google said, okay... We are giving these games for free next week. At least it uh, was good that Google acted fast, changing, okay, guys, if anybody who purchased these games can now go ahead and ask for a refund of these games you purchased. Well, what do you think on this, Chase? It's the right move. I mean, again, I don't think this is something they're going to do long-term. Um, and the reason I say that is we can draw... Um, current business practices from other um, platforms that are in existence. So let's talk about PlayStation. Mm-hmm. PlayStation does this all the time where you could go and buy a game through the Sony, I was going to say Google Play Store, but mm-hmm. uh, Sony's version of, of their online store. Um, and what ultimately happens is if that game ends up being you know, the free game that comes with um, uh, PlayStation Let's, Plus, yeah. you don't get a refund. It just is what it is. So... Uh, that is something that I don't think is going to continue long term. But as any smart – and again, this is why I'm saying that we have to give Google a little bit of credit here. I think someone's finally stepped in and said, look, guys, like we've been <laughs> – I was going to say a really bad word right then. <laughs> we've been crapping the bed when it comes to public relations as of late, and we cannot allow another disaster to happen. So we need to step in and just make this right in the moment. And if they had done and gone the other way, they probably would be facing another headline this week. But because they went the way that you should go and you did proper customer service, what do we see? The media can't seize on it. So that's one less thing that's being talked about um, as far as a negative is concerned. Now, some article or some uh, outlets, I'm sorry, did talk about it positively. Uh, I mentioned that they did do the right thing, but it was far less than what the negative uh, buzz type of ads or buzz. God, I am struggling tonight. The the um, the buzz type of articles that we tend to see uh, from some of the media outlets because again they're seizing on the opportunity to push those negative pieces for what for the clicks for the views. So in this sense, Google did the right thing, uh, and kudos to them for doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree one hundred percent with you. Yeah, just let me know uh, next time you want to do some uh, say something bad. Now we get, I got this new thing I can just press here and <laughs> we'll be ready when you speak some <laughs> when you are talking some <laughs> well I'll just be like Eddie I think it's now the time for you to press it like now <laughs> that works so, nice uh, so that yeah that's funny uh, but no but I mean it in all seriousness um, you know. I'm I'm glad to see that Google is finally starting to, and when I say Google, it really is the Stadia team. Mm -hmm. They are really starting to now, I think, get their stride, and this is exactly what they need to do. And if they can continue this momentum and they don't make any more mess-ups between now and February, I think they can right the ship. I've said it before. They're not a sinking ship, and anyone out there that tries to feed you that load of... oh. (laughs) <laughs> we, we will get there we will get there um that is that is exactly where you have to sit back and say you know what someone is trying to force their preference on me for the wrong reasons right. and trying to get me to fall into their mindset of something and that's where you and i've said this before in my in my channel and my videos and things i've done and you know i say this all the time eddie that's where you gotta take a step back and say you know what i probably shouldn't be watching this anymore because there's ulterior motives here right. so that, that's like, just my thought process uh, on it. Just before we get back to talking about games, uh, I've seen some people doing this, some channels, some big channels saying, yeah, and when I try it, xCloud, xCloud works without no lag. 
Like the latency on Google Stadia is really bad, but it's no latency on xCloud. They're full of... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. They're, they're absolutely full of it. Um, it's... It's not even – it's not even – to me, when I hear people try to throw that disingenuous argument out there, look, here's the thing, and, and we got to be honest about this. We have to see Microsoft do well. We right. have to see xCloud do well in this in this space because what is it going to do? It's going to drive competition on Google's right. end. It's going to force Google to be the best version of themselves. When Amazon comes into the fray, and they will come next year, it, it's bound to happen. The, the signs are there. The, the um, I, I just said it. The signs are absolutely there that they're going to jump into this market uh, specifically. So it, we, need these, we need these companies and these platforms to succeed because it will give us each as co consumers at the end of the day right. best possible service that we can get. So it, it's very interesting – and I'm going to leave it at this because I, I, I'm getting off on a tangent, but just very quickly, I'm, I'm riffing on this. It's very interesting that these are the same people that are standing up for Microsoft and for Xbox. And I remember a time not too long in the past when okay. Microsoft made its appearance onto the scene and everybody hated the new exactly. kid on the block, Microsoft Xbox. So it's just another example of where a company comes in, everyone loves to hate it. It's the cool thing to do. I've said this before, and everyone wants to jump on the hate train. And guess what? If Google can write the ship and they get up to speed, if they offer a, a, a subscription type of offering later in the year next year you know that, that supplements or goes along with their existing platform that we already have where you can also buy games individually, I think all these people are going to be eating crow at the end of the day. Um, and we will see how that all plays out ultimately. But I think we have to be honest. And when you see people not being genuine and honest, that's where it's like, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, back to, uh, I just remember something I've, uh, I've seen a video today, which I found it very interesting. A guy called it the, uh, uh how do you call it? Xbox switch. So what he showed was the Razer Jungle Cat. You know what the device? Plug it into a smartphone running xCloud. So he said, yeah, I can play. It's similar to a Switch, but I can play the xCloud games or the Xbox games. So uh, it was interesting uh, how cloud gaming is already going to the mainstream right now. Uh Guys, uh, we're going to get to chat very quickly here. But uh, just before we go into chat, I want to talk with Chase about, just to finish the discussion about the December games. Have you had a chance to play, Chase, the December games? Uh, yeah. So if you want my honest take on Farming Simulator, I turned it off after five minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't do it. Um, I did play Tomb Raider. Uh, I actually put about 30 minutes into that game, and I, I'm absolutely astounded that in – again, because remember, I'm playing in 720p right now right. because I haven't moved over to the other internet service provider right. to limit the data usage. It looks like a 1080p game. Um, it, it's kind of shocking to me how good that game looks in that graphic and the HDR setup. Um I've never played the newer version of Tomb Raider, um, okay. which is kind of sad because um, it's something I've always wanted to play, but I just didn't w think when it was When you're saying the, the new version, we're talking about the Shadow Keeper or Shadow Keeper, the Shadow of Tomb Raider or the... Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so it's something where I've wanted to play the game, but I can never justify to myself spending $60 for the right. game, you know, so... I just never got around to it because other games would come along that I would check out during the year. But I think that's something that's interesting. And I, I don't know that anyone's really touched on this uh, and they may have, you know, I'm not sure if anyone has alluded to this, but I think for me, as far as pro is concerned, and you could probably make this argument for Microsoft's game pass ultimate as well. This is these are games that otherwise I wouldn't spend money on that I'm actually trying and saying, wow, I actually am surprised and I like it. 
Um, and it may sway me in the future to make an actual purchase towards a, a similar game right. from a similar developer. So in a sense, I think that's interesting. Um, and I've never really looked at subscriptions like that before. Um, and it's making me rethink some things too, even on some of my thoughts about subscriptions. Right. Um, not that I think Stadia absolutely has to have one to be successful. We've talked about that before mm -hmm. that globally, I think this thing's still going to do really well, but I do think it's something that's compelling for people that, maybe hadn't thought about playing some of these other titles and then they give it, you know, a 15 or 20 minute, you know, look and go, Holy crap, this is a really good game. Uh, I'm going to invest some time in it. And then potentially that may sway them towards making an actual purchase, um, which is interesting. Um, and you know, what might be really good for Google to do. And a lot of people have said this before, and we know it's going to happen because it's John justice has said, it's going to happen, Demons, but they really, right? really need to do demos and give people a solid 45 minutes in a game because that can make or break a purchase. And I think if they do that, that's another way to sell people um, on games as well. So, Yeah, we had a comment earlier here from Chris. He said uh, Google should roll out demos ASAP so people don't have to do a lot of refunds because right now you can play a game up to two hours and ask for a refund. But uh, just the hassle of doing that, it's not uh, that convenient as uh, a demo would be. Yeah, let me let me address something from No Time to Game 62 real quick. Um, you actually do get HDR. So if you pay into Pro, you get HDR at every level of your data consumption. So if it's at the lowest or the limited data usage, you still get HDR. And if you turn HDR off, trust me, you will know the difference because it looks – I don't want to crap on the graphics, but – it's absolutely more washed out. The colors aren't as great. Um, same thing with if you do the balance, which is 1080p. If you turn the HDR off, you start getting washed out graphics. The color quality isn't as strong. And same thing with 4K. So you won't get HDR if you do base next year. That will not be included in there. Uh, and that's, again, that's another selling point that this system with HDR, even if you have 720, the graphics look great. Um, and let me show this real quick so people can see what I'm talking about because mm -hmm. um, I do want to show that this – I'm not just making this up. Let me pull up the tab here in real time. So inside, you can actually go to display. So I'm going to show you here. I don't know if, if that's coming up really yep. good, at Yeah, no, so, yeah. It's focused. So you hit display and then HDR. It's right there. So if that's not turned on, you won't get high dynamic range. Um, and that's, again, for Stadia Pro only. So it is something that is included even with the limited data usage option. So let me talk a little bit on Tomb Raider because I, I had played before this game on the PS4. And now uh, I played like 15 minutes on Stadia because I was very curious. Tomb Raider has been built using Vulcan, which is the backbone of Stadia. So the graphics on Stadia... Tomb Raider graphics on Stadia would be as good as it can get. I played this 15 minutes on my 4K TV with HDR as well. It's amazing the details of the stones, the water. Uh, thinking that this game has been developed six years ago. It has been a, an awesome thing. So totally worth the December membership. Uh, on the other on the other side, Farm Simulator, I, I had played it before. It's my kind of game to relax, so I'm happy with it. I'll probably be, be playing more. I don't know if doing live stream or not, but uh, I will be playing. I want to touch on something very quick here. We probably should do a, another video about this, but game prices. So this weekend, Black Friday weekend, I went to to Walmart to, to buy a, a game for the Nintendo Switch that I just got. And I saw this thing here. I'm showing on the, the live stream. It was Tomb Raider, Shadow of Tomb Raider, for 30 Canadian dollars. I know it's not the definitive edition. It's just the basic edition, but it's $30 Canadian dollars. When the definitive edition, which is selling on Stadia, it is right now 80 Canadian dollars, which would be 60 US. But uh, we should absolutely talk about uh, game prices on another video because I know there's the 
price of porting the game to a new platform and etc. But um, maybe the studios should have taken another approach or another strategy when selling those games on Stadia. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this very quickly. I, for me, when I looked at some of the prices as compared as compared to the PlayStation Store, they're actually very competitive, and a lot of them were right on on the track of what the pricing was on the other platforms, um, with the exception of yes, Tomb Raider, um, one of the more recent ones. I can't. I think you just said it. Um, it was a little bit cheaper on the PlayStation Store, but I mean, I again, I think. I think this is something that people, and not saying you, Eddie, but when you look at the prices across the board, mm -hmm. there's been several videos that people have made in the YouTube community that have been very disingenuous about that and just said, oh, the prices suck. And it's like, you're only telling one side of the story. How about you pop up what the actual pricing is over on Xbox Live and over on the PlayStation Store? Because I bet you you're going to find that 90% of those games are competitively priced. Now, yes, there's a couple oddball ones out there that aren't competitively priced. I absolutely agree with that. I don't think it's fair that a game that's over on PlayStation that right now is on sale for 20 bucks, we should be paying $60 for over on Stadia. But at the same time, we don't know what the sales are going to be in the next couple of weeks. That game could be competitively priced in the next few weeks for them to try to compete against the, the PlayStation store. So that's just my view on it. Yeah, probably, again, Stadia has been around for two weeks. Maybe we will have uh, these prices being more competitive soon um guys so moving on here to from the december pro games this tuesday we have what is the name again cheese you said this tuesday yep no i'm said uh, sorry i said it wrong it's thursday December 5th it's the Darksiders 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 Genesis yeah I Genesis. thought that's what you were saying but I wasn't sure <laughs> yeah I, I forgot the the second part of the name yeah so Darksiders Genesis guys is launching this Thursday December 5th it's launching on Stadia and on PC and it will be coming on other platforms uh, on the other consoles in February Chase you said that that's a day one purchase for you right Absolutely, not even a question. Uh, as soon as that game becomes available on Stadium, buying it. So, so yeah, I I didn't play the the Dark Siders um, franchise before. I watched the trailer for this one, and the trailer sounds very fun. And after looking a little bit on the gameplay as well, it's com people comparing to Diablo, but not Diablo. And but I'm curious to see if it's gonna be a online co-op or just um, couch co-op. Because so I think I think it has a little bit of both because from my understanding as you I think you can play locally um, as far as two players it's the same thing with um, uh, NBA 2K and I tested it out I actually played we can get into this a little bit later in the podcast mm -hmm. but my friend from the UK we played NBA 2K and I used my second Stadia controller okay. and he played as a player one on the game um, funny enough Stadia player one mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um, so. Um, <laughs> um but yeah that should be the same option with darksiders and and you'll also be able to play online co-op which is really i think where the magic's going to be with that game um at least for me i know me and my friend are going to be playing it pretty religiously so okay yeah no because i thought that you can play with two possible characters right now yep strife and his God, brother I yeah i can't think of the other other name it's going to kill me right now. Anyway, it'll come to me in a minute. Okay, no worries. So, yeah, that's the first game that uh, it's nice that uh, is an official launch in Stadia. I don't know if it's going to be available to preload on PC. Otherwise, when it hits the Stadia, we just press one button and we'll be playing before anyone else. So, that's the, the beauty of Stadia still. By the way, Chase, um, you were talking about NBA 2K. Did you have the update issue with NBA 2K the last time? Um, yeah, and I'm not thrilled about it, but I, I did see the NBA 2K or, two, right? or 2K Sports basically said that they're aware of the issue and that it's something that they are going to try to fix. Um and it's funny enough, that's not the only issue that's happening with Stadia right now. Final Fantasy is also right. having major issues with 
game save data. Um, so they're running into a similar issue, and their response was actually quite disturbing. To be fair, um, That's they not basically a good response. Yeah, it wasn't great. They basically said we're aware of it. Um, I wish I had the exact wording, but to, just to, to to simplify it, they basically implied that if and if and when is what they said. So it's not a it was an or statement if or when it wasn't a we're going to fix it it was they may not fix it um and if that's the case that's not great that's not great at all yeah i'm just trying to find it here if i can find the the statement that they said but it was exactly that they said uh we're if we're going to fix uh, i couldn't find the, the exact statement but when they said uh if it imply okay maybe we'll not even fix this issue so that's uh the worst response we can get of a game developer and just to okay now we're we're over the nba situation uh <laughs> no i was just gonna mention that i tried at once skipping the okay let me take a step back if you guys don't know what's going on when you open nba 2k it asks to install an update. But how are you installing an update to a game that is on Stadia? <laughs> and every single time that you open the game, it asks to install that update. It takes about maybe one minute and a half, two minutes. But then the game opens normally. And if you skip that update, uh, it's like you miss your... They, they lose your profile in uh, you... Everything that you save it, it's gone. So you you just start fresh without any having a profile set, and that's a bananas to have something like that on Stadia. As I was going to say, that's completely bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. I know what it is, is it's, it's the local data that they're trying to import into the game. But the problem is that should already be set there. And it's not something that we should have to be, um, uh, I guess you could say the term fighting over. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm more, I'm happier that they are at least have addressed it and said they're working on it. Whereas with final fantasy, it's basically, eh, we'll see. You know, if it happens, it happens. And it's kind of like, what? Like, all those people bought that game with the intention that they'd be able to play it without having to worry about local hardware or local um, um, storage right. uh, you know, to save anything. And, you know, if it was me, and I, I can't tell Google what to do here, but I'm going to tell you what I think they should do. I, I think they should tell them, fix it or get off the platform. Um, and I know that's not something that everybody wants to hear, but right. at the same time, I don't, that response was a bunch of, Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really was like, that's not, that's not an acceptable. Um, it's not acceptable. No, no, response. It, not at all. Especially when you have so much other titles coming up. I know they are working on the development of final fantasy seven and everyone is thrilled about that but uh you should not just forget about one game just because you already launched it uh, the good example i'm just gonna make a bridge to this to another title we're having launching here in december which is breakpoint breakpoint didn't have a very good reviews at first but we discussed this in another episode of the podcast that Ubisoft said, okay, we assumed that we did not do it very, very well, but we're going to improve the game. And they posted a roadmap of all the features they're going to implement on Breakpoint. And we are supposed to get Breakpoint sometime in December with String Connect. First game to bring the stated feature String Connect availability to us. Uh, do you have any comments, Chase, on breakpoint well i mean it's other than it's been a train wreck up to this point um you know to 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 ubisoft's credit they are addressing a lot of the issues that the community that is really kind of big with um 
with Ghost Recon um, and was very big in with Wildlands. They are listening to the community about a lot of the things that are broken. Um, I have a lot of concerns about the game itself, not on Stadia. And I think, again, we got to be so people don't take what I'm saying out of context. I don't think the game on Stadia, meaning Stadia itself is going to be an issue, but the game could be an issue. Right. So we'll have to see what Ubisoft does uh, as it comes over to the platform. Um, but I think being able to see um, Stream Connect actually in practice is going to be very interesting. Um, and as these features start coming out little by little, the ones that we've been wanting, such as Crowdplay, for example, those are the things that are going to sell people on Stadia is one element. Uh, and the other big one is going to be when they, they put together a game that just isn't, you know, hardware wise, physically possible on any other type of platform. And we're already seeing t tastes of that with grid, you know, grids doing a 40 car, right. um, uh, which I know, I think you either took part in that or, or study and ACE actually did. Um, somebody did a live stream. Yeah, and yeah, did, yeah. Um, but that's, that's an example of, you just can't do that, um, locally on one, a console for sure. And you're probably really pushing it on most PCs. So Chase, I'm just putting here on, oops, no, I was trying to, to get here on the screen. I remember, um, there was another two games when Stadia officially set the lineup and coming by the end of 2019. There was Ghost, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, we just talked about, Darksiders Genesis, but also they said that Borderlands 3 and Dragon Ball 2's Universe were about to come uh, to Stadia on, by the end of this year, so which, which means December. So I guess we're going to get a few other titles as well. Yep. Uh, Borderlands. We we don't have dates for those either. Breakpoint, Borderlands, or Dragon Ball. We don't have a timeline for those, but I hope um, they come soon and they come with uh, competitive pricing, and so people can can get those to play. I think most of those games we're going to see before Christmas, um, and I think something else that is absolutely going to happen. I don't think I've we, we've talked about this, Eddie, but. I do think you're going to see some Christmas sales. Um, and that's what I expected. I didn't think they were going to do anything Black Friday wise, which funny enough, it's kind of strange. I don't want to say you that anybody was wrong about that. But on one hand of it, we thought we were getting Black Friday sales. But then on the other half of it, they just extended the sales that they started off with when Stadia launched and then basically said, well, that's also our Black Friday sales, which is strange. But uh, I, you know, I digress. But I definitely think we're going to see some Christmas sales leading into Christmas. And I think right. a lot of these games will be ready by then. So keep your eyes peeled because I think the next two weeks you're just going to start seeing content pop up on Stadia here and there. Well, actually, since you touched that, um, Grace from Google said that, guys, uh, sorry for the misunderstanding, but the Black Friday sales are the games we have right now. and But those sales expire tomorrow. December 3rd is the last day you can get the pro deals. And yes, I'm curious to see if, okay, were these the launch bash November pro deals? And starting now December, are we getting another set of list of pro deal games? So um, I'm curious to see that. But kudos to you, my friend. You said that, yeah, there was not going to be no Black Friday deals here. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody was wrong there. It's just they intimated through a tweet that they were going to have Black Friday sales. And then when they basically just came out and said, no, we're not, it was like, what? What? <laughs> you said in the tweet that you were like, I don't. So, again, that goes back to what we've talked about in the past. And, and again, they are doing a much better job at this point. We have to give them credit. But that's where they've got to clean those little things up. You can't have one person saying one thing and then another saying another thing. And then it leads to confusion. So, Right, right. Um, guys, I think that's what we had for the December games. Let's go here over chat. I'm going to scroll back uh, to the beginning, Chase, um, to see if there was anything we missed. 
uh, we there were people saying hi here before Jay, Chris, Greg, everyone joined here. Um, Juan Carlos Montes said, "Come on, Stadia. I live in Mexico. I wait for you with much happiness since you you were allowed to." I can't read on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to share the same passion for video games with my family since we cannot pay for computers for everyone and your city will make us all get together to play a multiplayer. Yeah. Um, on that, I do believe that we will see state expanding. Not in 2020, I believe, because 2020 will probably try to get the things sorted out with uh, the base subscription after they see the base subscription they will uh, expand to south america and probably australia as well yeah and and something that no time to game 62 just said is spot on 100 percent. 2020 is going to be a big year for gaming and i i absolutely agree with this statement and i think it's important um and I'm trying to think of the best way I can say this consoles this upcoming year are going to be, are going to be one of the focal points, right? But it is not going to be the main focal point. The, the main focal point next year is going to be cloud based gaming. Um, it's, <laughs> it is going to be a, a trench trenches type of, of war. Um, you're going to see, you know, Amazon has, I think, been very smart not jumping too quickly into this space right. and just seeing what the other competition is doing, letting them waste their <laughs> – this is their mindset. I'm not saying that they're wasting money, but their mindset is you go waste your money on um, doing development and doing advertisements and advertising dollars, and we're just going to sit back, see what you actually produce, and then we'll perfect it. You know, We'll find a way to make it better. And to be fair to Amazon, they they technically do that. Like if you look at their their business model, look at Amazon right. Basics. They take products that are in existence. Like look at the Yeti microphone. They have their own version of the Yeti and Amazon Basics that does as good, if not better, than the Yeti microphone itself. So I don't think that you know I've said this before. I don't think Amazon is the best competitor right now. I do truly think that Microsoft has the better pipeline right. and is better suited to be more successful initially. But people don't need to count out Amazon long term. They will catch up. They have the ability to catch up. They just have to start putting certain pieces in place. And I think they will do that. Yeah, and uh, on on Amazon, or actually not on, only on Amazon, but uh, I was just watching some YouTube videos yesterday. Everyone says cloud gaming is the future. Like, it's coming. But... Some criticize that Google maybe started this too early, but uh, it, it is here. We can play. Everyone who's in this channel see we've have seen we've playing some time or had the experience with Stadia, and we've seen that it is here, guys. Uh, as Chase said as well, of course, next uh, holiday season there will be a new Xbox, a new PlayStation. There will be people excited about those, of course, but uh, it's it's not uh, the the direction that the video game market is going right now. And at this point, I don't see a turning back. There isn't, and I I, I wanted to spell something, and I I really kind of um, I don't want to say it bothered me, but I thought it was quite interesting that this argument is still being spewed. Um, and I, I want to shut this argument down. And I want to give people an understanding of why it should be shut down. The argument that's presented that cloud gaming, that this isn't the right time to do it, or that the network pipeline in the United States isn't good enough for it, is garbage. And I'm going to tell you why it's garbage. Latency and cloud gaming and all of that what we would call the um, the optimal way for this thing to run has nothing to do with the speed of light. And that's something that you hear a lot of people constantly hammer home when they're doing their little arguments about this. Of, well, it can't, the, the data can't travel fast enough and it, we don't have fast enough connections. That has nothing to do with it. What it has to do with the overall issue is how do you reduce 
latency in the pipeline. And the ways that you do that are they're simple, simple things. And Google's doing one of them. They're running games at higher frame rates on the actual server blade. So by the time you get your 60 FPS frame rate at your end of the connection pipeline, it looks and runs great. And that's this little secret, little minor change that you can do. And that's on the back end of, of the actual hardware. It has nothing to do with how quickly right. the the speed is coming over to, to your end because that's mitigated with them running the frame so high. Now, yes, do you have to have a high enough internet connection to stream the games, of course, but most areas in the United States now have at least 10 megabits per second. And I think that's the so that's what's so disingenuous about these arguments is they go, well, everyone's got to have fiber internet to run this thing. No, they don't. They and, and, don't. And Google also always stated that for now, stage is not for everyone. Like there are regions in in the US, regions in, in Europe that you don't have internet connection because you live in a faraway place place maybe so stadia is not for you right now maybe in the future you will have internet via satellite or whatever but right now stadia and google say this stadia at this moment is not for every single person you can uh, you of course you can play your other consoles offline but if you want to play online stadia is not for you right now because the the region you live. Well, there's absolutely rural areas, and I've I've been very honest about this. That there are areas of the country that cannot use this, and that that is a fact. You're absolutely right. But the numbers game is more in favor of Google right now than the other way around. And people have tried to spin this that you have to have fiber internet to run this thing, and that is just a load of. <laughs> See, we, I, we, got, we got to time that better. I, I, I'm getting the time. I'm getting the time. <laughs> it, it is. It's it's absolute hot garbage. It's not true. It's not actual legitimate <laughs> truth that's being talked about there. Because if you look at how the system runs, you only need 10 megabits per second to play it at a minimum setting. What people could make the argument about, and this is what they're not doing. So here I am. I'm giving them ammunition. Is you could say, well, you need 20 or 25 to have 1080p. Okay, fair point. Fair point. Will the will Google get better over time, and will they be able to compress even better and use less data to actually get you the same actual speed? Yes, we've heard John Justice talk about that. They right. went from 20 to 25 megs at Project Stream for 1080p down to almost 15 to 10 megabits per second now for 1080p. It's only going to get better. And the more that people continue to, to drive this, what I call hate train down the tracks, they're going to expose themselves because eventually either they're going to jump on the train with everybody else that's going to say, I'm done with having to worry about loading a console up and I can just jump in the game in under a minute. Or they're, they're going to be the ones that are left behind having to explain themselves of why they're being so jaded and so one-sided about something versus being honest. And I think we were being very honest there, Eddie, that yes, there's yeah. absolutely people in the country and even in Canada that don't have the greatest internet connection exactly. yep. um, to run this thing. But the numbers are more in favor. It's more of a, if we look at that 50-50 split, right. it's more of that 60 to 70% do have at least that amount to be able to play this thing. And that that's what I look at. Right, right, right. And, uh, I just remember, uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out here to Cloud Gaming X. Ace has been doing a series of videos testing Stadia in different places. So he tested uh, in an airport, in a hotel, in a library. And uh, I haven't had a chance to look at everything at uh, the full time, but it was working. And again, guys, it's just the beginning of Stadia right now. And Stadia is working on those places that supposedly has a less powerful connection or even shared connection with other people. And 5G is just around the corner. And when that launches, a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't have high-speed internet are going to have it. So things are going to change. And th this is what I've been trying to say for many, many months now. 2020 and 2021 are really, truly going to be the official shifts in the way that we game, the way that we look at content with gaming, it's going to change completely. And this next console generation, you've heard me beat this drum to death 
this next console generation is going to be the last true console generation. And as I always say, so people don't take it out of context, what I mean by that is it will be the last time that that's the primary way we play our games. There will right. always be a place for consoles. Consoles are always going to exist. I mentioned in either the last podcast or the one prior to that, I'm getting the Atari VCS. So that consoles will have a place in our lives, but they won't be our primary way of, of game. And that, that's what I think is important. Especially, I'm pointing here on my my shelf. I got the Nintendo Switch, and Nintendo has some amazing exclusives there. So yes, guys, console is always gonna exist. And uh, as John Justice said, or as um, Bill would call it on his podcast, superhero John Justice. <laughs> well played, sir. Um, John Justice said on his podcast that um, as soon as Stadia arrive, or five G arrives, we will have Stadia. Um, they said they they are basically what they said they are waiting for five G to allow you to play over your data connection, not um, not only the the Wi Fi. So yeah, guys, when 5G arrives to everyone, we will see the truly potential of uh, things. And maybe because Stadia had a fresh start before everyone, they will be better prepared than uh, the competition. Literally, <laughs> literally what you just said is I think what matters. And that's, again, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And there will be lead changes. And I, I want people to understand that watch this and to understand as a truthful statement and not to just be stadia, 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 rah, rah, rah. Other platforms are going to come in and are going to jump ahead for a little bit. And I do think Microsoft next year is going to have a compelling argument with Game Pass Ultimate if they bundle it at a cheaper price along with xCloud. My suspicion is that's not going to happen. But we will see what happens because they may be forced to. Again, competition forces you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. So if they do that, then it's going to be on Stadia at that point to say, okay, what do we do then? Do we make Pro our running, building you know, library of games where even if you don't subscribe for a month or two, you still come back and get all the games, even if you didn't claim them for that month? Um, I think Pro could be that running list of, of, of a library of games. And it's funny – um, the PSVG guys, I always shout them out, Donnie, um, Dev. Uh, Dev, and Jared, and I think they may have even talked about it over on StadiaCast because they did a collab. Mm -hmm. um, that That is an absolutely true statement that that is something that Google should should honestly consider. That could be their version of a subscription model. Um, that, that they desperately are going to need if they want to be competitive. Again, do I think they will still be successful without it? I absolutely do. But the question remains is, is Google in this to be competitive? And my guess is the answer is yes. They are in this to be competitive. They wouldn't be dumping the money that they are into these game studios if they weren't. If they were just doing this to try to open up the option for people to game everywhere, which is one of the reasons why they're doing it, right? They, they've made that clear. They would just make this as a platform and say, oh, just throw games on it. And that would be it. But the fact that they're actually trying to develop games on this platform and show its true potential is a competitive move. It's a business move. It's a business strategic type of move. So they are trying to be competitive when you look at it from that 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 viewpoint. So I think that's important to remember. You know, when people question where is Google here, are they just here to just you know kind of be here? I think in a sense, yes. But I do think that they're being very smart about how quickly they jump into things, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's better to be, again, the marathon is, you know, when you're running around the track with the baton trying to get to that end finish line. If, you know, uh, uh, runner A that's next to you and you're runner B, if runner A sprints ahead but starts running out of steam, you know, as far as <laughs> their, their legs start cramping up, well, then they're out of the race if they've if they've wasted everything in just a short amount of time. So. I, I, I th this is not over by any stretch of the means. And again, all these different things you keep seeing on social media, on YouTube, right. on Twitter, on Reddit. Oh, well, Google just Google Stadia is dead now because of this. Uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. It's a bunch of. Boop. OK, I missed the button because. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I was with something else. I just want to share quickly here. I had this um, this article from Verge. I know it's a quite old, but it just says here uh, Microsoft X Cloud Preview now has fifty new games. Went uh, about two weeks ago, but uh, the point is when they already started comparing, saying more than Stadia's launch list. So they are they were indeed trying to already put it as a very comparison and we're looking here uh, scrolling over the article they always trying to compare uh, xCloud with Stadia at least right now we're not getting the comparisons that we've seen before uh, when Apple launched Apple Arcade because Apple launched Apple Arcade and people say oh, okay what does that have to do against Wistadia, and the answer is nothing. It's completely different products. It, mobile gaming and cloud gaming are two totally separate markets. Um, they, they are competition in a sense, don't get me wrong, but they're not direct competitors because you're dealing with a mobile type of platform where it's a mobile type of games. There's one or two games on Apple Arcade that are, I guess you could make the argument, AAA type of titles. But Stadia is literally a console in the cloud that gives you AAA, you know, graphical fidelity type of titles that you can't get on Apple Arcade. So for that reason, there's always a market for mobile games, and and I think I've I know for a fact I talked about that in the past that they that they make a compelling argument, and there's right. people that are going to buy into that subscription model. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you like mobile gaming, you, you should absolutely consider that as an option. Um, but I, I don't think that that was fair to make a direct, direct comparison because they're not really competitors at the end of the day. Um, I just remember one last game I would like to share here. Uh, actually, I spoke about this um, during a live stream I did with uh, Generation Stadium. Uh, it's there's a game called Spitlings, and this game has announced they are coming to Stadia, and they announced, but we had like radio silence from St uh, from Stadia team. They even put it here official Stadia announcement, but Stadia team actually haven't said anything about uh, <laughs> this game. So uh, that's interesting. This one is already available. On Steam, it's like an arcade game and uh, four players play. I'm curious to see uh, when it comes to Stadia. Actually, yeah, when it will be coming to Stadia. Uh, checking back here, another chat we had uh, a message from Soundwave that uh, it's very, I would like to talk about it. He says, I want to see what Stadia has in store for the launch of PS5 and Xbox Scarlet. We know that uh, we're talking about uh, almost one year launch from now for those uh, platforms. And in this one year, Stadia team or Stadia Studios will not be able to deliver that major triple weight they are working on. So uh, it will be interesting to see the deals they have with uh, the third parties or even I don't know if they're going to have second parties because we can say right now that guilt has been a success I think so yeah I, I don't think it so you know we we made that or I made that joke with the round table that I did with Gloria Stadia um study at ace that they needed a zelda type of title and everyone was like you cannot be comparing that to zelda and i was like i am absolutely not comparing it to zelda it was meant as a joke like hey they kind of need something so at the end of the day though in all truth um the game has been a positive and people have been very impressed with it uh, which is a good thing yep yeah uh, but uh they're probably gonna come with uh, other exclusives during this year and but it's not going to be that big triple weight that everyone's waiting yeah and i i do want to address one thing that bruno mentioned down here below um i think he was talking about the, the spitlings game is that yep. the name of it yep, yeah so yeah. he said yeah because it's a crappy game i don't th and he's referring to that that's why google hasn't said anything about it that that has nothing to do with it um it has more to do with the fact that the developer may have officially announced that it's coming to stadia but stadia may not feel comfortable with announcing an official launch date if there's still certain pieces that are being 
ironed out with it either going through um there is the god what is the term um certification yeah they have to go through certification right. there may be so, some agreements that are happening monetarily with the game so i, I it, that's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when people kind of trash a game just because they don't like the way that it looks that's your choice if you don't like the game that's fine you don't have to buy it but just because you don't like it doesn't mean that there might not be four other people that don't enjoy that game. So I, I think that's – just to be fair, and I don't think this is what Bruno meant, but I, I think that it's not fair to say that that's why a decision is being made. That has nothing to do with it. It always comes down to um, – from a business lens of it, it comes down to the monetary facts of it, contractual obligations and negotiations, and then ultimately going through the process of certification, testing, things of that nature. That's probably why we haven't seen Stadia actually announce anything. Okay. Um, I want to address something here our friend Jay Smith said about um, the development of the game. Of... Um, the state of AAA, he said, saying, I kind of disagree with you, Eddie, considering the amount of people who Ubisoft are starting, who, I believe he said, from Ubisoft are starting the new studios. I sure something is coming a lot closer than most of us think. Uh, it could, but um, those AAA games take a lot of time to develop. Actually, it's projects of two, three years. And let me share something quickly here. Um, so I'm looking at a LinkedIn page. Let me just share with you guys. I was going to say while you're pulling that up, game lead times in the industry take three, four, five years. Um, and because they've been very honest that they weren't already in game development coming into um, the launch of Stadia already – we're not going to see any larger titles for that time frame. I do think we're going to see some smaller games, though. Yeah. Things we, that are more type of games. We have a saying in Brazilian Portuguese that uh, nine pregnant women cannot produce a baby in one month. Which means that uh, even if you have a lot of skilled people, you cannot deliver something very quickly. Um the, the the page I'm showing here on my on, on with you guys uh, for you, you guys on the um, listening to the podcast, there's this guy here named Sebastian Puel. He is the new director, uh, like general manager from Stadia, uh, the Montreal team. And yes, he had a lot of experience with Assassin's Creed, and now he's been a director for Stadia for five months. He said, uh, well, I am saying he said, I had a chance to meet with him uh, about two weeks ago. And he said that indeed they are developing already, but they are still building the team to develop uh, a game here. So he said that uh, maybe I have a chance to meet with him again uh, next year. But uh, for guys, for sure, we cannot expect a game come from Stadia Studio in the next 24 months. I would say maybe in 30 months we can have something. You take an example as Doom Eternal, which was kind of ready to be launched with Stadia and has been delayed another four or five months just for testing. So game developing on A's guys... We in even Doom Eternal had had a demo running with Stadia before. Yep, hundred percent. Um, let's get one more question here, then we're just gonna finish the podcast because it has been one hour episode, and then we will continue chatting with you guys. Um, Chase, you wanna pick it up? The last question. Um, well, there's a couple here. Let me see. Yeah, I mentioned smaller games that come sooner. I'll showcase what. Yeah, so Chris said, Jade Raymond mentioned that we could see smaller games that will come sooner, which will showcase what the cloud gaming can do. And that, that's basically what me and Eddie just said. I think you will see some indie type of games, but you're not going to see anything that is a AAA title anytime soon. Um, and Soundwave said, my theory is developers have been working for the past six to seven years on games that use cloud computing. That could be a reason for the lack of first party games on Xbox. Um, 
as far as Stadia is concerned and Stadia development for Stadia Games and Entertainment, uh, no. Um, I don't think that that's the case. I think what Soundwave is saying is that there's already developers from third-party studios that have been trying to kind of tinker around with stuff, and that may be the case. Right. Um, and Stadia has said that they do want to work with developers to make the best versions of their games in a cloud type of environment that can't be done anywhere else. So we could see the fruits of that with certain games. Perfect example, again, case in point, Grid. 40 car race you can't mm-hmm. do that on a console or certain pcs so i think we will see those little elements come into play but i just don't imagine that we're going to see anything as far as a large scale triple a game right. anytime soon. and again i've said this multiple times of what jade raymond has alluded to and also um jack buser is that um they have just really highlighted all of these different elements that would be you know, normal in a large scale MMORPG style game. And if they end up doing something like that, I think, again, we've talked about the 24 hour living and breathing, you know, server rack that has a game instance. And then your server, your Stadia um, console or your Stadia instance goes in and out of that uh, gaming um, world, if you will, in a 24 seven out, you know, 24 seven type of environment. That would be something if it works, that is a mic drop type of moment. Um, and that's going to take time. That's not something that's just going to happen overnight. So, yeah, no, I agree with you that um, all of those things take time. It's not uh, something that can be done very fast. Um, let's take another one here. Uh, Sound Wave also said the crazy thing is that Microsoft is also using data center hardware for their games like uh, Flight Sim Two. Oh, the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Two petabytes. Stadia might make a game using four petabytes. Ah, okay. The Farm Simulator, which looks amazing. I don't know if you've seen the trailers uh, of that uh, because it it uses real map data and the graphic has been looking fantastic. But um, that's something we're going to see if uh, it's going to hit on the cloud gaming or not even uh, you were talking about um, development cycles there was a leakage this week or the past week as well about the playstation 5 i don't know if you've seen an image showing two playstation 5 uh, the developers edition developers edition is that called i think it's called it something else but uh it was um the console where the developers are working. So why do we have those when PlayStation launches in next year? We already have games for those, right? You're talking about the dev kits. Dev kits, yes. Dev kit. So, uh, guys, the games that we're going to be playing on next holiday season are already over development right now. I agree. Yeah, and it's... uh, We're going to see... The, the games that are going to be on the next console generation, um, those are already, like you said, already in the works. And we're going to see a lot of those also come to Stadia. Um, you know, I, I my sneaky suspicion is going to be that the EA titles that um, we haven't heard about yet um, up to this point, we're going to hear more about those in the in the coming year, meaning in the, the first couple months of the new year. Um, they have to get some of these other games on the platform like FIFA, um, to be competitive right. and they also have to really make a, a lucrative type of uh, approach to Activision and really push to try to get the Call of Duty franchise. Again, right. I'm not the biggest Call of Duty player, but at the same time, I'm not naive enough to not realize that that's one of the largest franchises that there is along yep. with FIFA uh, that needs to be on this platform that would make it successful. Yeah, Call of Duty is the the game of the year in terms of selling and just launch it right now. Before that was uh, before August, the game which had sold the more, the most, in 2019 was MK11. But uh, when Call of Duty launched, it just came destroying everyone and comparing to box offices on movies and etc. Because it was such a hit. Yep. Uh, another, just to, to finish something about games speculation. Have you seen? Um, the speculation about the Rockstar game? Yes. Yes, I have. So, um, guys, if you haven't seen this, 
There's some speculations now that Rockstar is developing the next uh, game from Rockstar. And it's uh, like a medieval something. Chase, help me here. Uh, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like a um, a version of like an. How do I say this? It's almost like an Assassin's Creed type of style game, but it's medieval, um, and it has that kind of medieval feel to it. Um, and that'll be something interesting, um, from my understanding. And I didn't read the entire article all the way through, so I don't know if it's a MMORPG style type of game or what they're ultimately going for there. But it's intriguing. It's it's interesting nonetheless. Uh, and you know, if you're familiar with the GTA games and with the um, uh, Red Dead Redemption, those games are very much mission oriented, objective oriented, and you'll probably see the same type of style with this game that Rockstar decides to develop. Yeah, uh, I just remembered the thing I would like to talk about uh, the NBA 2K as well. I hope when they bring uh, some updates as well that they bring the crowd uh, crowd play as well because it, it was the game that they showed the feature of crowd play was uh, NBA and they didn't show anything else. So if they show it, it's probably somewhere there. It is there. It's just a matter of then making it available to everyone. So, guys, um, before we wrap up here, I just want to say hello to my friend Ace, Cloud Gaming X, who jumped here on the chat. Uh, guys, depending on the time zone you are, I highly recommend you to watch Ace's. He's doing a podcast later tonight in about three hours. Unfortunately, it's kind of late for me. I cannot join. Cloud Gaming X watched that one. Chase is pointing at himself saying he can't as well. But um, depending on the time zone you are or if you have the chance tonight, watch Cloud Gaming X podcast as well um, in about three hours on his channel. So we're going to just uh, do a quick wrap up here on the podcast. Then we're going to hang out with you guys a little bit more. Um, just bringing the final messages. Uh, thanks everyone to listening to this podcast. This is this week on Stadia. Episode 7 has been already seven weeks we're doing this show. It has been awesome. Uh, thanks everyone who had clicked on that like button on this video. And thanks everyone who clicked to follow the show either on, on Anchor, either on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite platforms. Chase, where we can find you on Twitter? Yeah, in the interim, it's twitter.com uh, backslash phantom UFC fan. Um, and down below in the description section of the YouTube video, um, and I don't know that we've added this on our, our um, anchor site. Oh, but I add uh, next time, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you can also join my Discord, um, and I don't promote it enough, but awesome conversation happens in there. We have a great community there. Um, I do my best to try to make sure I'm on there as much as I can, um, because I think the conversation is absolutely great. Uh, and by the way, Ace is amazing from Cloud Gaming X. Go check out his podcast tonight. Yeah, guys. So thanks again very much for joining us. And I see you. Oh, wait, I'm just going to play a little bit more audio here. I see you on the next episode. <laughs> okay. Just play on the soundboard. Thanks, guys. I see you next.